This is the Physical Activity Researcher Podcast, a podcast for researchers of sedentary behavior, physical activity, and sports. Join for a relaxed dialogue about research design, practicalities, and, well, anything related to research. Learn from your fellow researchers useful and relevant information that does not fit into formal content and limited space of scientific publications. And here is your host, researcher and entrepreneur, Oli Tikkanen. Yeah, so so good good point to consider allocating enough time, having a good process where you kind of double check that the data is stored, data is maybe backed up before you erase it from the memory of the device. Uh, do you have any any experience just to share what can go wrong in this this part? Like, what kind of mistakes can you make in this this stage when you are having hundred devices that you need to you need to deal with? Let me think. Mistakes uh, might be. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Like uh, I could be, you know, getting confused uh, about. Uh, it could be even just momentary confusion about which one you already downloaded and each which one you didn't. So you would have to to put them in the docking station and check again. Oh, do I have this uh, this file? Do you have this uh, this data already? Do you have to download it again? So if you're in hurry. Uh, you know, as I said, all the devices look the same, and uh, if you might forgot which one you already downloaded, for example, then you have to check again, and that's a waste of time. And uh, and then uh, you want to double check uh, again all the devices if you downloaded everything, because even not downloading one might mean in some project losing one participant. And you don't want to lose any participant because you already lose participant because low compliance and other aspects. Yeah. And if you think that you have many data points where you want to compare, if you lose two here, two here, and they are different ones, you start to go down, down quite quickly. So you need to be careful to do things correctly. And I, I, I think here again, like the new newer devices, which are cloud-based you don't need to download the data. You don't need to initialize them. You can initialize them remotely. So, if if you have a chance to use those, those might be might make it easier. Um, any any other considerations for the practicalities with the with the measurement with the data? Uh, for the data handling or for the data analysis? I think we could go first with the data handling before going for the analysis. Mm, so again, um, make sure that you have a big uh, memories uh, to store the data and that you and that these drives are have a backup. So usually university um, uh, password protected drive, have are have a backup so if anything happens you'll be able to get the data don't do not store the data in an external drive as the only option because if that if anything happens to that your project is gone and uh, i don't know if uh, if in my experience i heard about somebody that had some some problem like this losing data so make sure that you you are you have a backup you you download data in a 
you have space and you have backup for all your data. That's the first thing. Yeah, and basically, usually you have personal information so the data is linked to a person. So you need to be really careful with the yeah, storage. To, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you, if an external drive wouldn't be um, ideal, normally you want some password protected uh, uh, company or university drive where you oh, you can only access it, and that could should be covered in your ethical uh, in your ethical uh, applications. Yeah, and how would you do practically? Of course, ideal probably would be that you are in the premises of university and you download and it gets backed up in the cloud of the university and is password protected and so on. But if you are on the road, you don't have access to the university premises for for any reason, would you then kind of access the university computers via VPN or how, how would you do it practically? Again, uh, this should be factored so there, this should be factored before. I mean, you, you don't want to have this kind of uh, um, problems to to solve uh, in the way, especially if you could lose data or you don't know if the connection would be good in another place. So you, you need also to make sure that you can access uh, you can access the the drive where you store the data when you have. To analyze the data in that day, in that uh, time frame where you need to analyze and check the data, you need to be able to store it in the correct and secure place. Yeah. So I, I think this again stresses the importance of piloting. And I, I remember from my PhD measurements, we used used one brand which not not very widely used, and and basically it created like it measured heart rate or ECG curve, I think, and acceleration. And then it created, when you got the results, it created like seven, eight different files. And those were file formats that at least I didn't have even in the beginning a software that I can check that what what is it? They were data formats. So, and then we didn't have time to look them well enough Luckily, we had the data, but we hadn't really checked when we were doing measurements that what is each file, uh, is it actually valid information? So you really want to check in the piloting that you go through and hopefully you even analyze the data that you, you assert that you have there. That definitely, that, that's key in research, trying, try, making sure that you know how to do what you need to do. Yeah, and and then... Maybe before we finish this one, there's there's quite many settings in the in the devices that you need to, or or some devices have quite many settings, others don't. But you have epoch, you have frequency, you have measurement range. What would you would you say say about this? So that's always that always depends on uh, what kind of uh, assessment uh, you decided uh, to use. But generally, you need to set. Um, aspects like uh, in accelerometers uh, devices such as the epoch length the epoch uh, would be that um, span of time uh, where the accelerometer device uh, averages uh, the accelerometer output so for example uh, in a five second epoch uh, 
an accelerometer would do the average of the acceleration over five seconds. So again, 60 minute epochs, you would have the average over 60 seconds, uh, sorry, 60 seconds epoch, you'd have the average over 60 seconds. With children, it is suggested to use epochs uh, for physical activity assessment between one and 15 seconds because their physical activity, uh, they change physical activity quite um, uh, unpredictably and really fast so they might have a bout of uh, vigorous physical activity for two seconds and then uh, sit down and then uh, jump and then so and while adults uh, might have uh, engaged in physical activity uh, in a bit more regularly when they start to do physical activity they would keep it going or while children physical activity you might want to consider physical activity assessment methods that have a smaller epochs because it was suggested that they are more accurate in assessing physical yeah. activity. And and if if I add to this like some newer devices that they are actually measuring raw data that you can actually have, for example, 10, 11, 20, 20 hertz, meaning that it's recording actually many samples per second. So those are more accurate and enable going back, kind of analyzing more accurately. But if if your your device needs epochs, it's more accurate, lower you put it, but then the measurement time will, will get get shorter, right? So you, you mentioned about frequency, you're talking about the frequency. Yeah. Now, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, yes. That's another key part. You you don't just choose the epoch, but also the frequency with, within the epoch, as you said. So basically, uh, for example, uh, they normally range between uh, ten and one hundred, um, uh, you know, hertz. So it means observation, so assessment per second. Uh, so normally. Uh, the the studies reporting methodologies to assess physical activity, such as cut points, uh, for example, um, report specific epochs and specific frequency of data assessing, uh, of, of data recording. So it's important to set the devices with the correct epoch assessment and correct frequency assessment. Uh, wrong uh, um, so, for people who are not uh, familiar with cut points, cut points are thresholds which were developed uh, to classify uh, the levels, so the, the output for the accelerometers in, uh, in different physical activity intensities. For example, if I get uh, a really high acceleration, really high acceleration, those could be categorized into vigorous physical activity, and um, and so you all the cut points have been validated for uh, should be validated in specific population with specific um, uh, epochs and the frequency of assessment that should be used in uh, in research, and uh, with count based uh, this gets a bit more. Um, geeky like especially for count based uh, accelerator uh, cut points uh, 
using the wrong frequency could have uh, bad effects because uh, um, when the accelerometer is assessing counts, having an higher frequency of assessment, uh, which uh, higher than the one that should be, could lead to higher counts because the accelerometer is assessing more acceleration every second and could lead to wrong physical activity assessment, uh, wrong uh, physical activity output, because basically the accelerometer, um, the method was not tested to have that frequency setting. But yeah, this is a bit more geeky to say you need to check the frequency and the epoch. Yes, good points. And and then I wanted Hello? to ask... Excuse oh. me, could I ask one question before you? Yeah, yeah, sir, please, please go on. Do you work with children in physical activity? Okay, then you should listen to us. We wanted to tell you about this polar bear animation that is so cool. And we understood from his funny explanations why humans and polar bears shouldn't sit all day. Fabian device, it is an accelerator. And I could tell you all the specs. But you just need to know it measures accurately sedentary behavior and physical activity and is scientifically validated. But most importantly, using it feels like magic. Yeah, like magic. Ding dong done. So, Lomo at Fibian.com slash kids. Please click it because it's important that kids all over the world can learn from polar bear. That's so awesome. Mom, can we have a polar bear as a pet? Please, Mom? Hmm. So you need to be careful to select the right ones and then based on what you have chosen also to analyze them then correctly that correctly. You, you, yeah. you have it. But I think this has been very nice a lot of lot of things about practicalities before going more into the analysis of the of the data i think we will finish this this part here so do you have anything anything to add into this discussion maybe a summary in the end of practicalities and and so on practicalities uh, of uh, do we know about the data analysis part or uh, i will I will just say a thing uh, which is very important to remember when you when you work with physical activity data that weather conditions and uh, and other factors like season might influence physical activity and you need to to account for these factors because because uh, when you assess data so this comes later on so not in the data processing but borrowing a data analysis if you if you collect data you might have very active children um in uh, but when you if you collect the data about these children during rain days their physical activity levels would be lower than normal so you want to account for that um and uh, this is very very important or even children tend to be more in UK, for example, children uh, tend to be more 
active during summer and less active during winter. And uh, it is reported that during weekends, children tend to be less active than during the weekdays. This is, again, important. And, and, and these could uh, guide the selection of uh, the valid week criteria that I mentioned before, but I didn't explain valid day and valid week criteria. We might expand. Uh, do you want to expand on that? Yeah, yeah, please, please go on. So it is, it is also important, uh, and this is a huge effect on uh, your final sample size and your uh, and also on the um, quality of your data is selecting valid day and valid week criteria. So generally, what do I mean with valid uh, day, for example? I mean that uh, an observation of physical activity is considered uh, representative of the actual daily physical activity of the child if um, uh, the accelerometer collected at least a certain amount of hours per day. So if the, if the, if the day, uh, if the children is uh, awake for, I don't know, 16 hours, um, you want uh, to collect at least a certain amount of hours to make sure that your assessment is representative of this normal physical activity data. Of course, uh, the, you want as much data as possible. If you could collect uh, the whole day, uh, all the hours, that would be perfect. But in reality, that doesn't happen most of the time. So it is suggested to have uh, to collect at least 10 hours of uh, awake time uh, for each day. And there's a good uh, article, I think it's Miguel's. 2018 explaining all this stuff and you want to, to collect uh, at least uh, four days of uh, valid so this is what is generally accepted to have at least four days of valid uh, um, days to have a valid week of assessment of physical activity because you want enough physical activity to be representative of the normal physical activity of the child some studies use less than four days, but uh, that goes into risk of not being very representative of children's habitual physical activity. This is again, yeah, yeah, fundamental. But, uh, yeah, how, how would you consider then the valid day that, for example, if you have some children who have ten hours of data per day, and then others that have sixteen, so the amount of physical activity can be quite different even if they would be actually in reality exactly same same amount active would you report the results as a percentage of that measurement time like for example if you have one hour it would be 10 percent of 10 hours but much less from 16 hours so basically nowadays uh, most of uh, like the devices provide you with the possibility to um, to sort of infer, the sort of um, calculate the physical activity for the missing uh, um, hours, so the missing wear time. So if I have only 10 hours of valid wear time, so the children was wearing the device uh, for only 10 hours, and uh, 
um, the the softwares can uh, can impute can calculate uh, what could have been the physical activity of the child over the hours uh, where the child didn't wear the devices based on other days of measurement so so thanks to these uh, methods uh, you can use even if you have 10 valid hours you can use uh, the whole awake hours because you uh, because thanks to the software you you impute the data so you have an idea about um, what could have been if he was wearing it he or she was wearing it all the time mm. but ba- basically basically for for this you need at least one long day that has that data yeah but yeah, you yeah. need uh, exactly but you want to do this uh, imputation of the missing data only if you have enough data so for example 10 hours uh, over the awake during the awake time uh, but of course the more is better and in our analysis of physical activity we also accounted for valid wear time as a covariate so you also want to account that for that because uh, you know maybe change maybe differences in physical activity could be due to the amount of uh, wear time rather than to other stuff so it's important to account also for this factor yeah very important points about the practicalities and i think we we covered quite a bit how to how to rotate the devices, how to prepare, how to allocate time, downloading, recharging, sanitizing, importance of piloting, and then then about about settings. Uh, anything else you would like to add add to this part? Yeah, maybe we didn't we didn't talk about uh, where where time criteria, but there's generally you know algorithms that calculate. Uh, wear time, valid wear time, which means uh, there's accelerometer. So there's uh, algorithms w- which uh, calculate whether the participant was actually wearing the device or not. That's it. Just uh, a clarification because we talked about. Mm. So basically, valid ba- wear based time. on it, that if it's on the table, there's no accelerations experienced by the device and then if it's on a person even even if laying on the sofa there's some movement some accelerations yeah and based on that valid on that algorithm you know you will have an estimate of what was the actual wear time and uh, based on that you will make your decision about uh, keeping the data as a a valid day and uh, the days as valley week uh, and and so on and doing your analysis yeah i i think this was a lot of a lot of useful information for our listeners who are planning to do measurements with children project there's quite many things to things to consider and thank you matte for taking the time for for this this recording thanks for inviting me hope uh, it will be interesting for for listeners and helpful yeah and and just as a reminder Matteo just finished his PhD and is looking for a, a position so if you have a project starting and maybe need someone who has 
has the experience of of running the measurements, doing the analysis and and reporting and publishing the data, be in contact with Matteo. What's the best way to contact you? Probably at the moment with my email. Um, my 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 personal email would be the best one. Should I give it to you maybe later or should I say my email? You, you, you can say it here. So well, Okay, it would be crotti.m or c-r-o-t-t-i dot m-c at gmail dot com yeah yeah so email email to matt if you have open positions or maybe or if you maybe have, have yeah, if you need suggestions <laughs> yeah if, if you know if you have if, I, if I can help if i have t- time yeah yeah he had he have been playing with hundreds of devices for for a long time so he, he knows a thing or a two but anyway thank you i think this was a brilliant recording i really enjoyed this chat thank you Oli. thanks for joining us this week on physical activity researcher podcast if you like the show make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on twitter this podcast is made possible by listeners like you Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on Apple Podcast or whichever app you use. Or if you would, in a real old school way, simply tell a friend about the show. It would be a great help for us. We have a fantastic lineup of guests for forthcoming episodes, so be sure to tune in. Thank you all for your support and have a great day.